You're listening to Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast on the BICBP radio network with your hosts, EZD Derek Jaws, D-Wave Taylor Sekaterski, Big Diesel Nick Yelich, Bold Claim Ben Yelich, and Austin Kelm, the Stat Man. Do you like great food, good drinks, and some of the best bar life in Western New York? Then head up to the Union Pub downtown or the Transit Music Lounge in Depew. Looking for a great place to go on game day? The Union Pub offers game day specials for every Bills game as well as a great place to stop before and after every Sabres home game. They also offer beer buckets, wing specials, and more. Do you stick more to the burbs? Are you a music lover? Then check out the Transit Music Lounge offering live music every Friday and Saturday with some of the biggest names in the Buffalo music scene. Hit them up on Taco Tuesday or check out Burger Thursdays for the best burgers in Western New York. Both locations offer some of the best food you've ever had and a great sports and music bar atmosphere. And now, they offer catering for the holidays, too. For the most up-to-date news on the Union Pub and the Transit Music Lounge, find them on Facebook and never miss a beat. That's the Union Pub, located at 38 Swan Street, across from the ballpark, and the Transit Music Lounge at 4723 Transit Road in Depew. Stop out, have a drink, and enjoy some great food today. The Transit Music Lounge and the Union Pub are proud sponsors of Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast. What's going on, folks? Welcome back to Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast with your host, Big Diesel. Bringing in with me again, another Yelich. So again, that's two Yelli for the, the people playing the at-home plural game. Bold claim, Ben. What's going on, dude? We're doing good. Running it back as always. Just just keep on doing it with the, the dual and Yeliches. You know, it's like Jordan 96-97. Sometimes you just got to run it back. It's uh... – <laughs> Last dance, right? Nah, yeah, we got more. Dance. We got more in us. Yeah. Speaking of championship wins, uh, the Los Angeles Rams got it done last week, and we've had about a week to digest here. I mean, Aaron Donald cements another piece of the legacy for him as one of the best defensive linemen to play, especially interior defensive linemen. Matt Stafford gets a nice ring in uh, I shouldn't say a ring, but a feather in the cap to his resume after escaping the depths of Detroit. How are you feeling after that? Yeah, I think I um, we'll, we'll touch on both teams, but I definitely want to start with the Rams. Um, uh, I was saying before uh, when I was talking to you last week that I really wanted the Rams specifically for Matt Stafford and good for him for getting uh, that ring. And um, I know that helps his legacy. I There was a big argument on Twitter if he's a Hall of Famer or not. Um, that's a discussion for another time because it, yeah. if you involve him, it just, it, it becomes an actual hall of fame debate with multiple people. Yeah. Oh, Joe Flacco and no, um, Joe Flacco is not in that same stratosphere, <laughs> although he is elite. Uh, he, he has a super bowl. Okay. You know? That's not stop that. <laughs> I know um, it's, it's a slippery yeah. slope. It's, it's a very slippery slope. Um, but good for Matt Stafford. Um, you know, there's always that story of the guy that you want to get um, a championship before he's done. Um, he's he's one of them for football, and I've always said um, for hockey was uh, Lundqvist. Too yeah, bad I was just gonna one. say, is this like is this like if Hank got traded to Tampa Bay with Ryan McDonough, and then they beat yeah. the Blackhawks in 2015, and like he gets one before he goes? That would have been electric. Say that's- I want to say necessarily the uh, Lightning because I feel like the Lightning right now are like your Golden State Warriors. Well, where, yeah, but I'm saying uh, they made they a ended run. up with 
Durant, you know. But they they made a run with Ben Bishop uh, back in 2015 and lost yep. the Hawks. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like that's right at the end of Hank's prime. <laughs> if he and McDonough, Ryan McDonough, uh, got traded there with JT Miller uh, yep. that year. So if Hank goes in that deal as well, let's you know let's just play the the hypothetical game for a moment. You know, then maybe they do <laughs> win that cup. We just ran through like three sports in like 30 seconds. I'm totally here for it. We're off yeah. the rails already. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but, okay, no. well then I I'll, I'm going to I'm going to jump us back on the rails to talk about the okay. Bengals because yeah. number 1, their offensive line is who we thought they were. Their defense is who we thought they were. Their defense played well. Um Their defense is awesome and I, I there was some ticky-tack calls like Yeah, and well, okay, I, I can this is a whole that. different situation. I just want to talk the Bengals at the moment cuz I got one more point. And that is, yeah, I, I can't really fault many of the players on the team besides Quentin Spain looking like a turnstile at the end. And he wants to go on Twitter and talk shit about, y'all are waiting for me to mess up. It's like, damn right, dude. You're going against Aaron Donald. Like, no news is good news. Mess up. Yeah. Yep. Um, but the 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 whole giving the ball to Samaj Pirine on an inside zone going at Aaron Donald, going at Aaron Donald on fourth and one. Is that really what we're going to let our season come down to? Or I guess it was third and one. Um, and then hey, you know what? The... Whatever, whatever gets you a contact, uh, contract extension the day after, Zach Taylor. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what that call was, but. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I did say this, and I know it sounds kind of ridiculous because one is at the goal line and the other's not. But, like, the, the decision to pass the ball at the goal line for the Seahawks and then this one is to run inside zone with my backup running back at the best defensive lineman in football for the past eight years. What I think, an, I think another very interesting thing about the Bengals is the fact that they're in the Super Bowl to begin with. I mean, we, we're talking about that offensive line and how atrocious they are. Um, Burrow ended up being the most sacked quarterback um, in, in the Super Bowl and in the playoffs. And um, in general, in general. he got sacked yeah. 70 times this year. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. The fact that he stayed healthy is unbelievable. He's not like, though. He hurt his knee in the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, it's not gonna um, hold him out long term, but like that's still he, you don't watch a quarterback who had knee surgery <laughs> having another knee injury. The prophecy was of the the legendary meme at the beginning of the draft was uh Penny Sewell, anybody or anybody, Joe Burrow getting sacked. Jamar Chase is open, not getting the ball. Literally the exact – that was the last play of the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, in a sense, it was. It, it, and it was it was incredible. I mean, also, but, Joe Burrow was about an inch and a half away from making the craziest freaking throw we've ever seen in our lives. Also, hear me out. Without Jamar Chase, they don't even make it to no, that game. No. So, like – that's why the Bengals are such an interesting team to me because without Jamar Chase, they don't make it to the Super Bowl. But you can't be lying to say Penny Sewell doesn't make that team a little well, better. Well, <laughs> I didn't think Penny Sewell was the best lineman in last year's draft. And I don't Rashawn, think so either. Rashawn Slater. I mean, did you hear the comments that the, the, uh, they made about Rashawn Slater? They said they didn't want to take a guard that high. Hmm. Rashawn Slater is by far like he's the reason why the Chargers had a, a good season. I mean, obviously they didn't make playoffs and yeah, they but that did was a Chargers. Defense. Their defense they, was a they, mess. They did some Charger things at the end of the season to not make the playoffs. That's usual Charger stuff. But 
Um, he is the reason why Herbert is looking the way he is and Ackler is looking the way he is. So He's that's kind of, that's kind of my point is like everybody wants to say Penny Sewell, Penny Sewell, and Sewell still might turn out to be like a stud stud, but I still think Slayer was the best lineman coming out and will be the best lineman from that draft class. Um, whatever. So that's that's a little bit of the Super Bowl. Uh, the refs were a friggin' mess. They didn't call anything for 58 minutes and then called it all in the last. It reminded me of the Tampa Bills game. And it was just the refs yeah. deciding the game after letting them play for most of the game. I have I have an interesting question for you. Hey, man. Um, Because I've been thinking about this, and I, I put it on Twitter right after the game. Um, assuming that Rodgers leaves the um, Packers and the Rams blow up, like there's speculation that they're, they're going to blow up after the season. Um, I don't think there's a single NFC team that's Super Bowl caliber. Um, let me run other than the, the Cowboys. No, other than the Cowboys, oh, but like they're the Cowboys, stop they that. are the Cowboys. Stop that. I, Their defense I is the still entire, not great. I went through the entire NFC, and the only one I can think about is Tampa if they get a quarterback. Um, yeah, I mean, the North, the Vikings, potentially, if they can figure out their defense, dude. You say what you want about Kirk Cousins, but like he's not the reason they're losing up there. Like the Cardinals are in a crap storm. The Falcons Niners. suck. The Panthers suck. The, the, Niners. the Niners are are 50-50 for me. How are they 50-50? If Trey Lance is a step below Jimmy G, they're making the playoffs. If he's the, as yeah. good as Jimmy G, which is not amazing, they're going to the, their NFC Championship caliber two out of the past three years, and they made a Super Bowl. Um, Bears are trash. Cowboys are inconsistent in the playoffs. Yeah, the whole especially. NFC East is for just forget them. Uh, the Lions are awful. The Packers are going to be very interesting with Jordan Love. Um, they're not going to stick with Jordan Love. Um, assuming that the Rams blow up, I have no idea what's going on there. There was rumors that Sean McVay was going to step away because he wasn't getting paid. Every enough. single one of those rumors has been put to bed in the past week. That's true. Um, Vikings. I, I think I would agree with you there. They have a shot. Here's my dark horse for an NFC team that's a possibility to break out next year. Philadelphia Eagles. Right. I was thinking that too. I mean, they don't have Minshew Mania as backup anymore, which is kind of a shame. I would love to see Minshew in Pittsburgh, or not Pittsburgh, uh, Green Bay. That would be awesome. Yeah, right. That would be a perfect spot for him. I would, I, he, would, he would have like a Matt Flynn year. Yeah, what's – I mean – there's there's definitely those fan bases um that deserve just a wild quarterback like that and Duval and um the people of Green Bay I think fit equally and people of Philadelphia yeah <laughs> he honestly he was probably <laughs> the rightful heir to the throne in Philly but Jalen played well enough where they couldn't couldn't take him out yes um, uh, I mean the Saints are getting blown up the Giants suck uh, yeah Giants are in a clear rebuild. It depends on what the Seahawks do. Um, Buccaneers need a quarterback, and um, the Commanders suck. So my thing with the Bucks too is is I don't know. The Bucks are so talented, so they could definitely make a run with an average quarterback in my mind. Not win it, but Super Bowl caliber in terms of making the Super Bowl. Yeah, they could definitely make a run with the talent they have on their roster. Yeah, they lost Tom Brady, but dude, they were like. They were they were 500 roster with Jameis Winston, 
and he was throwing 30 and 30 pre-lacing. So I say, I say run it back, win a Super Bowl of Jameis. That's I would love that. That would be just talk about electric factory, the ohms just issuing from that. But on on the flip side, I mean the AFC is just absolutely loaded. Um it's it's ridiculous. Uh, I mean, there was the talk of, don't worry, Joe Burrow is going to be back. Is he? Yeah. I mean, he's got a, he's got in division play against Lamar. He's going to have to go against the Bills, the Chiefs, um, depending on what the Colts do with quarterback. Uh, the gone? Chargers, the Raiders, the Patriots are coming up. The uh, Tennessee Titans are not to be frowned upon. Like the AFC is good. Yeah, I mean, all of that can flip pretty quick, though. Uh, next year certainly looks like a slugfest, but I'm not convinced that there isn't a book on how to beat Lamar now. Um, also, how does he respond from that injury? Baker, does he even get extended by Cleveland after next I don't year? Think so. Yeah, exactly. Um, also, Herbert hasn't made the playoffs, and if they don't make the playoffs again next year, right? Let's say Herbert is unbelievable, but they miss the playoffs again. Staley's probably gone, no? Yeah, definitely. So Staley's gone. He's going to be on to his third head coach now in three years. So he's going through the Baker Mayfield treatment. I mean, obviously way more talented, but how much of that can a guy overcome? And can like he can't continue to then be, oh, he's going to be a top five quarterback, top five quarterback. It's going to be Matt Stafford. He's going to be Matt Stafford. Ooh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That hit hard. <laughs> Especially because he has to play in a division against Mahomes. Man, who does Stafford have to play against in division? Aaron Rodgers. The Raiders. That's the Raiders tough. are the Raiders are not a bad team. Chicago Bears. They always the Raiders always fight, man. And honestly, the Broncos are looking up. I mean, they're they're kind of the Minnesota Vikings. It's the NFC yeah. North. Where's where's the old Brett Favre? <laughs> Rodgers is gonna go to Denver. <laughs> Tell me this is not lining up perfectly. The NFL is recycling the their, their old storylines. The screenwriters ran out of ideas, so they're like, fuck it. Take the Favre or take the Aaron Rodgers, Favre, Stafford era. We'll run it back in the uh, AFC as West. Long as, as long as the ending is not as bad as Game of Thrones, I'm here for it. Yeah, right? I don't know. The end of this year, <laughs> year's NFL, the screenwriters outdid themselves, but I'll never forgive them for 13 seconds. Fuck that. <laughs> That's up there with many of the signature should have been ours Buffalo uh, uh. losses. I, I, I believed, I believed for, for a solid moment. And then I was like, fuck, there's too much time left. And then Mahomes actually did it. Whew. All right. Not to get bogged down on that. Can we talk about something slightly less depressing and the Buffalo Sabres? How is that? <laughs> um, I mean, I prefaced it by yes slightly. And no. Yes. Yes. And no, because man, like this is an exciting era for like Sabres. I I believe in uh Alex Tuck. He is sweet. I believe in these uh prospects. I believe in Krebs. I believe in Cousins. But man, they love to disappoint me as soon as they get me up. Last night, sucks. I hate it when I get disappointed after I get up. <laughs> um, because like. They went, they went on a nice little win streak, lots of goals, but last night was just so brutal. Yeah, they were they sloppy last slow. night. They were it's sloppy signa- last night. It's that signature Sabres loss where, like, man, you're feeling good about this team, and all of a sudden they're not moving the puck. They can't get it past the blue line, and you're like, what the hell am I watching? 
Yeah, and especially because Craig was standing on his head. Anderson was playing really well. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm not a big fan of the rotation they're using right now on defense. I understand why they're doing it because Haig and uh, Pissick are garnering trade calls. So if you can play them, show what they're worth, and move them, then you can bring Samuelson, Bryson, and Fitzgerald all into the lineup. But right now there's three of them for two spots. So Samuelson was out last night, and that doesn't excuse the power play mishaps. The power play was pathetic. We had so many chances to put it away, and we didn't do anything. But Matias Samuelson, despite everybody saying, oh, he played himself into the press box, has he? He's the closest thing we have to a stay-at-home shutdown defenseman who can also move the puck that we've had since, I mean, Jay McKee. Like, we wanted Risto to be that guy. He wasn't. We wanted Tyler Myers to be that guy. He wasn't. Samuelson at least is looking the part so far. And we got another one, potentially an Owen Power coming up. So he provides something that we don't have from any other guy on the team. And I just don't, I don't like that he sat last night. And I think we paid for it in the defensive zone. I I will say, um, although the rotation's kind kind of messy, um, I really do believe in Kevin Adams. Um, oh, I, love, think I love a, what he's been doing. I, I think he's been doing a really good job with building this roster. Um, and I laugh sometimes about building a culture, but you know what? There's teams that prove it wrong. Like the Buffalo bills, we built a culture and we built a good team. And like, why do you laugh I, I about building a culture? Mostly because the teams that say they're doing it. Oh yeah. It's for, it's for media. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the, uh, the Matt Patricia Detroit Lions building a culture, yeah, building a winning culture. Yeah, it's a joke. Some most of the time it's a joke. The Philadelphia 76ers, okay. Trust the process. Like, yeah. But like the teams I mean, we had the process. Actually, yeah, the teams that actually like commit to making a team of talented guys um that want to win and building the right culture, do it. And I think. I think we're on the right track finally. That's really tough for me to say because I've been saying this for years and it's the Buffalo fan within me and has done it through years of Buffalo Bills football, but I finally feel like we're starting to get on the right track. For this I mean, yeah, dude, that's the Buffalo curse, isn't it? We, we can't ever stop hoping. Even during the Bills drought, it was always, well, let's see what they got next year. And I mean, it hits a point in every season where that happens. And the attendance thing is not, has nothing to do with the players or the coaches. You know, it's, that's not what the, it issue has everything is. to do with, it has everything to do with the ownership. Exactly. The ownership part of it is that the Canadians can't get across. Part of it is that there is COVID still going on and people don't want to go. But most I of mean, it, I would say 85% to 90% of the empty seats in that arena are due to, what ownership has done with this franchise. Especially considering the fact that they have raised like ticket prices and mostly all after all the shit that's gone down with the Canadians COVID and still lack of success and building super yachts and firing scouting departments and like, yeah. Having a reported for $450 million uh, increase to your wealth last year and you're cutting corners in your NHL franchise. 
and you still can't do a uniform reveal correctly because you have the wrong number on the helmet. Have you seen that one? Yeah, the Christian Willannon helmet. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> tough one. That's a tough one. Just like the knockoff uh, Chinese jersey. Dude, I know. Every time, spelling, every time I think I can't do it. Worse. The legends' names wrong, and like. Yeah, it's a joke. But I mean, I'll I'll just say like. I want to look at the Jack Eichel trade real quick, just as an example of kind of what Kevin Adams did, because he was handcuffed in that. I got into a bit of an argument uh, on the social medias at one point with a guy because I was saying how the, the Pagulas hamstrung Kevin Adams out of getting the best Jack Eichel deal possible. They said he has to go out west. No salary cap retention is allowed on the Eichel deal. Get it done. And it was supposed to be done by this deadline. Well, that deadline came and passed because you didn't let the guy actually go and find the best deal. Um, but what Kevin Adams got in return, I freaking love. If you, I, I, I've been saying this while watching Peyton Krebs can pass just as good as Jack Eichel did. He's, he's got unbelievable vision. He's got sauce when he needs it. His backhand passing is great. Now he's got off nights as, as everybody does, but he's also, he's also 20. Um, and then Alex Tuck in terms of puck control, shooting ability, speed, speed through the neutral zone, defensive, just Puck awareness. Puck always finds his stick, even in the defensive zone. That's similar to Jack. So, like, you kind of got two guys put together that you could be like, there's Jack Eichel's talent, and you got picks on top of it. This is is definitely going to be – it's going to take a while before we truly – see who wins this trade right but as of as of right now i'm very happy with what we got in return i mean like i'm excited to see what we what we use for those picks um, right and it yeah, looks I mean, like it looks like kevin adams might know how to draft which is another crazy part is that we still have a bunch of freaking draft picks yeah like we got we have a lot of prospects we have uh some like we're building our core guys right now, but the amount of draft picks that we have three first this year, three seconds next year. That's unfreaking believable. Yeah. And we're and we're barely making minimum cap right now. Right. Yeah. We have we have to I mean, that's why Skinner and Ocposo are actually super important to this team. And like people are like, trade Ocposo. You can't. You can't trade Kyle Ocposo. No, you can't. He's what is getting you to that cap floor and allowing your roster to even be functioning with all this. And I mean, it's, hey, it's ELCs across the board almost. Johnny Boychuk, baby. Yeah, yeah. I would love <laughs> to see us pick up more contracts like that. Just <laughs> like we, yeah. we literally traded for a retired guy. <clears throat> he's, he's sitting at home getting paid by us for absolutely no reason. Yeah. Well, so did Cody Hodson for a while. That finally yeah. came off the books this year. The Hudson, yeah, the Hudson deal was finished twenty twenty two. God, didn't yeah. the uh, Christian Erhoff deal finally finish too? I think that one. No, I think that one's still twenty twenty four because he was That's a ten year deal, and we bought him out after like three years. So it was like fourteen years of That's cap hit. That's absolutely awful. Yeah, atrocious, <laughs> absolutely atrocious. I mean, what a time to be alive back then. If you don't remember those Sabres teams, thank God. Oh my gosh, that. I think that was the, like, there was some dark moments and there's, there's been some dark moments this past year for Sabres, but I don't think anything was worse than Steve Ott um, being our captain. And I have releasing, one. And releasing those awful alternate jerseys. 
I have the darkest moment in Sabres, besides Ryan Miller getting run by Milan Lucic. And that was the Danny Briere interview this week on a podcast uh, where he confirmed that the Buffalo Sabres in 2007 just didn't even didn't even open negotiations with him after Drury. Uh, the the negotiations with Drury failed. And just, he said as long he said as long as they needed as long as they got one of them, it would have been a package deal, and they both would have stayed. Yep. And they didn't even they didn't even open negotiations with him. That's the darkest friggin' moment, dude. That was awful. And I mean, I was a we were both children at the time and we thought it was dumb. But now looking at it as like an older person, I'm like, oh, what who made the decisions there? I it mean, I know Darcy, even... I know Darcy Regeer got fired three years later, but like on the spot, what are you thinking? Yeah, that <laughs> That wasn't even uh, Pagula decisions. No, that was insane. back in the Galisano era. Yeah. Unbelievable. You watch any Olympic hockey? Um, I have not had the time. <laughs> well, it's all over now. Yeah. Um, I knew we beat Canada in the um, preliminaries, and then they won gold. So huh? I don't know what we did. Who won gold? Did, uh, Canada did. Canada for for – which hockey? Are you looking it up on your phone? No. Canada I, I Canada thought... women's won gold. Okay. Canada men's also like the United States lost in the quarters. They didn't medal. Interesting. Yeah. So who are the teams that ended up winning? Russia or Sweden? Uh, well, rushing athletes. <laughs> Yeah, ROC, Sweden, Finland, and Slovakia were the quarterfinalists. I have not paid attention ever since USA crushed my heart. 44 seconds left, and they allow a freaking goal against. And then three-on-three overtime for 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Couldn't break through. And then in a shootout, their most skilled player doesn't touch the ice. The the one thing I understand just slightly about the NHL not being in the Olympics this year was COVID reasons. Um, other than that, absolutely not. NHL needs to be in the Olympics. Yeah. I mean, um, all global pandemics aside, it would have been super chill to watch NHL players. Play. I mean, Canada doesn't even have spectators at the moment. So like, uh, that's it, changing. They're going back to half capacity. It's still, but next yeah, Monday. but but still, like to to add another wrinkle in that and have guys go overseas, um, it, it could definitely be a difficult situation. Yeah, um, I understand why they and need I, to and go. I understand that, but like for the love of God, I would really like to see a Team USA with if Patrick Kane is even it's not going to happen. Another one, it's not going to happen. Which sucks. I would really like to see Jack Eichel and uh, Austin Matthews. Um, the Chuck brothers, like that would be, that would be sweet. Unfortunately, that team Canada would be, um, really hashtag not scared, not scared of the Canadian team at all. Yeah. They would just be an all-star team. I don't think they would, uh, that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, yeah, fantastic. You got McDavid on an Olympic size rank, but we got guys too. And arguably our blue line is the best in the world. Like, the, the Americans are known for, like, you know, being physical, mean mother truckers, you know? Like, that's Ryan Suter and Brooks Orpik and guys like that, you know? Uh, Seth Jones nowadays, even though 
Obviously, nowadays there's a lot more skill, but even Adam Fox, he's not a big Back bruiser, day, but he's uh, a freaking sweet defenseman. Oh, I'm going to get his name wrong. Was it John Johnson? Who is the who was the uh, Kings defenseman? Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson. Jack oh my Johnson. god! Yeah, in his prime was um, sweet. He was <laughs> awful. He was absolutely horrific. But EA <laughs> EA just like EA just like sports. Yeah, just like <laughs> NHL ten had me thinking that Kyle Turris was the next Wayne Gretzky. Like EA manipulates <laughs> people's views of shit just by their ratings, which is stupid. But that's the way it goes. You got anything else for the good of the order there, pal? Um, nothing. What about you? No, I I mean, I pretty much wrapped it up. I'm not thinking of any other sports things off the top of my head. I mean, the Bandits play in about an hour. Can't wait to watch them rip it up. But I'll be watching uh, some college basketball. Yeah, that sounds oh. about white. Yeah. Yeah, you guys, uh, you guys going out on the town, uh, out on the, uh, the, the town of Alfred there? <laughs> the town, you mean the one street? The village? The one street light, yeah. Yeah, the village. <laughs> might, might even cross the creek. The, the wild Canicadia yeah. creek. Climb up the Alfred State Mountain. Go Pioneers. All right. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, the, that, the Utica <laughs> University. All right, we, we got, we're just going to go in a rabbit hole. W. All right, yeah, that'll do for us uh, for Hat Stats and Stats podcast this week with Big Diesel and Bull Claim Ben. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Hat Stats and Stats podcast. Look us up. We're the only people with the name. Take it easy, folks. Go Bills. Go Bills. Hat Stats and Stats podcast is brought to you by Stinger Sports. Stinger Sports makes high-quality, fully custom supplemented uniforms and apparel that'll have you looking great on and off the field. Get your custom-made pro-quality gear today at stingerwoodbats.com and put that S on your chest. Use promo code tip of the cap, all one word, for 10% off your order. Stinger Sports. Look great, feel great, play great. Oh, you didn't know? Yo ass better call somebody! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the BICBP Radio Network proudly brings to you its podcast tag team champions of the world, the Nightmare Derek Jaws, Rotten Jack Gene Williams, the host of Common Debauchery. And if you're not down with that, we got two words for you.